Welcome to Smashed and Rehashed. I'm Justin Cox. Um, got into the studio uh, a couple seconds late. I'm going to go ahead and play some intro music so I can feel professional about this whole operation. And then I'll be back to introduce to this week's guest and show. All right, like I said, I'm Justin Cox, and the show is called Smashed and Rehashed, and our guest this week is David Lindsay, who plays in a couple of bands in town, and I'm, I'm going to ask him about that in just a second as I, I'm like doctoring up microphones and stuff as I get settled here. Um, David, go ahead and uh, say hello so we can make sure your microphone's hot. Hello. Welcome to the show, and thanks a ton for coming across the causeway and being on. Oh, thank you for having me. Cool. Um, so David and I can't remember exactly when we met or we met at, a the, the band I play in played our first show was at the stag in Woodland and you were drumming for creepy little legs. I don't know if we ever talked that night, probably just met each other, probably, yeah. but later on, uh, played some shows together. And then I wrote a story for Submerge about the O'Mulligans when you were putting out your album. Yes. So the O'Mulligans... When did the O'Mulligans get started? Uh, Mulligans, uh, that's my high school band. That's uh, basically we started in the winter of 2003. Um, I'll never forget because we wrote a song called Theme Song a long time ago where we say we started in the winter of 2003. Oh, that's good. Um, <laughs> it's a horrible song, so we don't ever play it now. But It's yeah. good for that historical yeah, record. I mean, and then it went you know, on and off as a jokey party band. Uh, you know, we'd play a house party and then disband. We all had other bands going on and then get back together, write some goofy, stupid songs, play again, disband. And so we didn't really get serious until around 2011. Okay. That's amazing, though. I mean, I what's, I guess I guess on one hand, the guys that I play with now, one's my brother and one's my good friend from high school, it's kind of we. I guess we played in some bands together under different names, but I remember being blown away that the O'Mulligans started in two thousand three. Like nothing know. lasts that long. We're old. <laughs> I mean, I'm older. I'm older, but that, I just love the the continuity of that. But so it, that that's what was exciting. It was an exciting time to talk to you because you guys were putting out your um, first full length album. What's that called? Meh. Meh. So how did how did be how did how did it become called Meh? Uh, you know, we we talked about a bunch of. Uh, different uh, album titles most of them are pretty stupid um i think butt town was was an option we were going <laughs> with for a minute um but yeah i i think we just came up with meh and all of us kind of just liked it and then we figured it's probably going to be people's reaction upon hearing our music so beat them to it a little bit i guess i uh, not my reaction but it was. It's beautiful. It's beautiful on the cover of the album. The, the cover of the album is like this sort of pop art, comic looking uh, woman with a talk bubble that says "meh." Yeah, that was, that was uh, fun. So I'm gonna, as we settle in here, just so you know who you're hearing a little bit. I'm gonna play um, an O'Mulligan song, and then we're gonna come back and talk about the show they have coming up with the Ataris and the Queers, which is a really exciting opportunity for them. So here is. Your pathetic band. I just realized as I went through to choose songs to play on the radio, because this is sort of like uh, the rules of like NPR radio and whatnot. You can't play 
cuss words, and so the non-explicit songs, textual criticism, and your pathetic band are both fair game. I can play them. (laughs) At least on Spotify, they don't say explicit, so I'm playing them now. Enjoy. That's Your Pathetic Band by the O'Mulligans, which David Lindsay plays guitar and sings in. Um, so who who does the the songwriting in the band? Um, my bass player Jeff uh, and I both uh, write the songs, uh, usually apart, sometimes together. Sometimes we'll all just get in a room and, uh, you know, try to write Descendants ripoffs and, <laughs> you know, we'll see what happens. Everyone, whether they say it or not, ha- is uh, writing ripoffs of something uh, at all right. times, I think, right? Come Absolutely. a little closer to that? Absolutely. It's, but uh, influence-wise, you f- it does feel like the O'Mulligans is pulling from... Ps- it's funny, inter- there's some sort of like nostalgic subject matter stuff in the words you're singing about, and then also in sort of the sounds and influences, it feels like a direct extension of maybe the, the music and cultural stuff you grew up on. Yeah, I mean... Uh, we, you know, we we like all different kinds of music. Um, we just kind of settled on pop punk being the only thing we could play half decently. Uh, so that's that's kind of what we went for. And uh, I mean, I lo- love the music. We all love the music. So it's uh, it's fun, and that's kind of the goal. What, whatever, if we laugh or have a good time, then that's that's good enough. And 
What about your brief little stint as sort of an Irish, uh, <laughs> Irish drunken, drunken punk we band? We don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. you do. You, the, the, yeah, explain it. How this is this is how the band gets its name and its. Uh, yeah, so we uh, in high school, um, bass player Jeff and I, we were listening to a lot of Dropkick Murphys, and we thought it'd be fun to kind of do like an an oi punk band. Uh, so. The O'Mulligans sounded Irish enough. Uh, none of us, I think, are really Irish, though, so that's the, the weird thing. Or um, golfers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, that's what we would say. It's like, oh, it's all right. We'll just say it's golf terms, <laughs> you know. Um, wrote a few songs like that, and they were just horrible. And so we we started writing funny songs, and it was not only more fun, but uh, I, I think it, it turned out for the best. What was it about the O'Mulligans as this sort of fun, jokey side party band that didn't just permanently stop happening that you kept come that it was something you kept coming back to it's fun i mean it's uh, we're singing about you know a lot of time we we sing sometimes about serious stuff but also it's it's fun just singing about farts or you know uh just stupid things and we laugh and if we're laughing it means we're having a good time and that's you know the motivation to play music uh for all of us so that's. I think I found. I, I kind of tried to explain this in Submerge magazine article, but that's kind of what I love about it. Is it? It go. It sort of. It strikes this kind of fun, carefree enjoyment over. Um, it it does this thing where it's having fun and it's light, but then it's all. It's not like a comedy record. Like I think right, I said, it's right. not a Bloodhound Gang album where you couldn't have. You you do switch into songs that are on the more serious side or not necessarily serious but also not part of a comedy act right. or something. Right. I mean it's, those are the songs that are challenging for us. That's when we challenge ourselves is when we when we don't write about, you know, uh pizza or something like that. Some, you know, those songs are easy. They come easy to us, but uh we try to write, you know, when we try to sit down and write a really good song, that's like takes us a while and uh yeah. Those the serious ones are the ones we have a hard time with. I think good and serious don't have to be equated with one another, that the other ones are good too, but that it, I don't know, there a lot of those punk bands, in, in, especially in that sort of, hey, like, heyday's the wrong word, but that sort of, I mean, pop punk was massive in the 90s, oh, but, yeah. like, Green Day did, did some of that, Goldfinger did some of that, mm. but they all had serious songs as well, or sort of, and then, like, Blink-182 basically was way more on the funny side, but they had their serious songs, it was yeah. kind of... I don't know. I think it it fits well with that music. Yeah, I mean, I, I me personally, I'm a huge Green Day, Blink One Two, Descendants, um, Vandals. I mean, there's a lot of bands that write like goofy music that you know is good. And if if we can write a song that's twenty five percent as good as you know some of those, then we're pretty pretty jazzed. Yeah. What you just went to a Green Day show? How was that? I did. It was awesome. Yeah, in Oakland. It was it was good. Uh, the crowd was really tame. I've never been to like a giant concert like that where I didn't sweat at the end of the night. Yeah, like yeah. I went to a little pit and it was. And my pit days are over. I'm old, but yeah. uh, I figure why not? But it, it was it was a small pit, so I was like, all right, I guess that's that. Where where at in Oakland? Uh, they played at the Coliseum. Like where the Warriors play? Uh, they where the A's play. Oh wow! Yeah, outside so, right there. Yeah, big outside fireworks. It was it was a good show. Cool. I once had a, I once had a buddy who had a ticket for a Green Day show in Sacramento. I think it was Green Day and Blink One Eighty Two back like when I was oh, yeah. right going to, to college, and I got 
or I was coming out of high school and I got in trouble (laughs) and and then as debate I should have just gone anyway but I got in trouble and then couldn't go and my friend who plays bass in the band went to this show and and then in like the most insane crazy you weren't at that show by chance I was not no I was a fool in some crazy story that it feels like your friends make up one of our friends named Blair, who plays drums, really good drummer, was at this show, and they did something where they called out people from, like, it's like the thing kids playing and learning how to play their instruments dream about when they go to concerts, and they called up people from the crowd to come up and play, and so this guy played on Green Day's yeah. drum set with some other people playing along. Yeah, I mean, Green stage. Day is one of those giant bands that still, I mean, they do club shows every now and then, so yeah. it's like, I don't, I feel like they, they don't forget where they came from. Yeah, and they're just you know, if they can give one person the night of their life, then you know it's worth it, and that's what it seems like they're doing. Yeah, I think so. Are you gonna go to this um, punk and drublick? Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. That's that's, that's just good. like it's gonna be great. That's just like scratching every like itch of nostalgia uh, you could possibly ever so have, good. combined with like uh, getting old and like drinking beer that tastes better. Right. Well, yeah, yeah I don't drink, so I, I mean the beer part doesn't excite me, um, but. I mean, just that lineup, that's that's good enough for me. Yeah. So. It just changed, right? It just changed Bad Religion out, flogging yeah. Molly in? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, Bad Religion. I was curious as to who was going to play the Sacramento dates because they kind of kept that under wraps. But, um, yeah, it looks like Bad Religion's out, which is fine. I saw them earlier this year. I've seen them a bunch of times. Uh, and flogging Molly, so, I mean, that's good. It's like back to your O'Mulligan roots. Yeah, there you go, exactly. Um, all right, so you're so this Thursday, what's happening this Thursday for the Amulligans? Oh my god, this Thursday, the Amulligans are opening for the Ataris and the Queers. So excited! So, how do you what do you have any what's your connection to those bands? Um, I mean, growing up just listening to them, the Ataris, like when I was in high school, man, the Ataris, I, I mean, I have all their albums, uh, they were a huge band for me, that was just something that. I just thought the lyrics were just really honest, and yeah. the music was great. And, I mean, the queers, like, as far as, you know, I guess it's it's known as Ramones core. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, good pop punk that's, you know, you could chew bubblegum to. That's, yeah. uh, the queers are great. We, we were lucky enough to play with them last year, and uh, nice guys, and we're really happy to be able to play with them again. That's cool. Yeah, that, that sort of a Atari's moment in high school where I don't know that San Dimas high school football rules is just a that's perfect so, it's just like a it's a great pop punk song it's just it's so a perfect good. song on all, so good. all and it sort of hits it's sort of quintessentially of that moment it, yeah. it's that kind of emo pop punk uh referencing a movie from the 80s and it just feels uh, that's just an amazing song really yeah it's good. a great song I'm excited to see them too um and so where is that tell people when when and where the mulligans the queers and the ataris are going to be in sacramento at the blue lamp this thursday that is on the 10th of august how much are tickets and how how can people find them don't tell them to go get them Mm because you're not allowed to do that on the radio but really yeah you you can't make a sales pitch but you can sort of well man tickets are 15 dollars, and they can be found at i think it's blue lamp the blue lamp's website blue lamp's website yeah um so I'm not going to try to get people to buy those tickets, but, man, if anybody <laughs> wanted to, that would be the place to do it. <laughs> Wouldn't dream of it. Um, so the – all right, so something I, – I had known about the O'Mulligans and, and 
gotten attached through through interviewing you guys and then um, doing this story for Submerge and then getting to see you and play with you. But our guests last week were uh, Josiah and Itagad, who run the stream, and they stream local bands on Monday nights at seven. And the not the band they did yesterday, but the but the week before that was Freecher, and I had never heard of them, and I just get this like Facebook Live alert that that the stream is going live on Monday night, and I always click it and watch. And first thought like, wow, this like I like this kind of music. This sounds good to me, and it was definitely louder than the cell phone microphones were, were able to handle, which was a something I talked about with Adegad and Josiah, which I love their, uh, I love the simplicity of their operation. Lo-fi. Yeah, totally lo-fi. And the, but I, it just sounded so good. And then it was only, it was like a minute and a half in that I was like, wait, that's David. I didn't know, he, I didn't even know that no this band exists. No so what's, what's Freecher? Who, who are those guys? How'd that come to be? Uh, Freecher, um, I'm actually playing drums in that band, and that features uh, my best friend Kyle Graber on uh, guitar and vocals, um, and my very good buddy Josiah Gathing on bass and doing backup vocals. Um, I've been in bands with both those guys in the past, um, so Kyle had moved down to LA and kind of came back to Sacramento and he and I were instantly like, Hey, let's play music again. So, um, we did that and we didn't really know what we were going to do, but, uh, it, I don't even, I'm horrible. Alternative rock, I guess. I don't know what to call it. Rock and roll, uh, indie yeah, rock, it's whatever. Sort of like it's feels like kind of rock and roll in few, th- th- there's definitely some punk music to it. Yeah. It's, like a, it's, it's got some aggressive stuff going yeah. on. Um, but yeah, so I'm really excited about Preacher. It took us forever to come up with a band name. Uh, Preacher's of good. Course. I, I know that there is a Screecher that is a band from Sacramento, and I was like, uh-oh. But, <laughs> Get that bill uh, together. Get to work on it. bass player Josiah thought we should uh, play a show with them, and we'll have a Screecher, Preacher double feature, and yeah. hopefully we can do that sometime. Screecher, if you've heard that, if you're hearing that, make it happen. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. Um, so, so was the stream the first time that Freecher had played out anywhere in any way, like in, in somewhat publicly or the, yeah, the stream was the first time Freecher played in front of anybody that wasn't the three of us. Wow. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was fun, but we, you know, kind of nerve wracking as well. Cause we didn't know what to expect. Um, I mean, I'm friends with the dudes in the stream and, uh, so that's kind of how that came about, but you know the response has been pretty great, and that's that's exciting. Yeah, how long how long were you practicing and putting the writing writing those songs and stuff? Um, and we've been practicing for um, a few months. I mean, I, Kyle and I were playing music for a while, and it was you know we just trying to figure out what we wanted to do, and then we we hit up Josiah, and he came on board, and we kind of settled on on a sound. And it just kind of came together, started writing songs. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're still early in. We, we have, I don't know, maybe five or six or something. Um, but, yeah, we're definitely excited to be playing our first show uh, on the 18th. So, And where is that? That is uh, Billy's Backyard. Oh, nice. Yeah, house show. Cool. So you can look for Freecher online and, and find more information about that. Yes, we set up a Facebook page. Yeah. It's official. Yeah, and that was like set up for that day, right? Like we're yeah. doing something in public. Let's yeah, set. exactly. I set up that night, and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> no so pictures or anything <laughs> ready. 
So you drummed for the band Creepy Little Legs. How mm-hmm. long had you had you been drumming? Um, I've been drumming since let's see. I started playing guitar in two thousand. I probably started playing drums around two thousand three. Was it the result of like playing in bands and there being a drum set in the room and just like sitting at that drum set? Y- yeah, kind of just you know. I mean, it's like oh, what happens when I hit these things? You know, how's it sound? And then you know, the band my first band dissolved and ended up you know my, my buddy who's in uh, Freecher Kyle he's kind of just saying hey come over there's a drum set here and play music with me I'm just like I don't I don't know how to play drums he, he's like you'll figure it out so that's kind of how that happened and we ended up forming a band called The Ignorance which features uh, my bass player in the Mulligans so oh, cool so how so you guys do you where'd you grow up in Sacramento where was uh, the Mulligans Fair Oaks okay and so how I'm interested. You're you're pretty. Um, you've been playing these venues for a while now. How it's weird to just say. How do you find that scene? But sort of how do as you guys playing out in Fair Oaks and start to play in bands and entering into playing music in Sacramento, how did that sort of start for the O'Mulligans or for you personally? Uh, I mean, for me personally, it was it was really hard because in in the burbs of Sacramento, I mean, there's not really a whole lot of places. There weren't a whole lot of places to play. You had the Boardwalk. Um, and then you also had you know, kind of like a lot of churches, like you had the underground and you had club retro and stuff like that. Um, but you know, it was, it was hard to, you know, I would go to see shows all over and yeah. it was kind of hard if you didn't fit a certain sound, it seemed like you didn't really fit into a scene and it was hard to gain fans. Um, so it wasn't really until you know, Mulligan started where I guess we, we kind of fit into a sound a little bit better and, you know, we made friends with really awesome people like, you know, Sean Hills and uh, Danny Secretion and, and people who have really been awesome at supporting us. Yeah. That's cool. So you so did you play those places in the suburbs that you mentioned? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we played every place we, we could. Yeah. Did you ever, you played the boardwalk? Oh, yeah. You sell, <laughs> sell tickets? <laughs> we... Yeah. We we uh, we did not have great times at the board. It's hard being a a rock and roll band on a, a you know sandwich between eight metal bands. Oh my god, that's exactly my experience. Night. It's I think I feel like it's everyone's experience has ever played the boardwalk. Probably. I mean, I don't know what it's like now. Hopefully, it's different. But yeah, it was you know you gotta sell tickets for ten bucks, and yeah. it's hard when you're in high school to get you know kids to come out imagine being in high school and in winters and you got to like basically like shuttle them out and then (laughs) some of them it's a stretch for them to come see your like melodic punk band let alone all the metal bands you're sandwiched between and then and then a very very probably genius but also temperamental sound man good old Um, claude yeah (laughs) i remember claude he was actually always really nice to us um he liked he liked the band that i was in although i think he forgot us after each time we played because every every time we would play there he'd be like hey you guys are really good are you <laughs> you know right. but, uh, he, he was he was uh he was always decent to us so we did good. he was he was to us too but i think there was a general i think the day itself was not going super smoothly there no was a, it never there was seemed, a vibe yeah. in the air there was, uh, yeah there's always a, a dark vibe yeah and well i mean for us it was such a big deal because it was, it was stressful because you're selling the tickets and stuff but it was like that was the place we went and saw every band we went and saw in oh, high school. Yeah. You know, that's where there, there was no Ace of Spades or Harlow stuff going on. It was we were going yeah. there, yeah, and so no. I was like, "We're gonna play at that place where we go see all those shows." Hell yeah, we're gonna do that. It, you know, like I'm still kind of like that. I mean, I remember, um, you know, playing like Luigi's Fun Garden, 
yeah. uh, when that was around. And then, you know, that's, I mean, I saw Jesse Michaels of Op Ivy. I mean, his, his band Classics of Love played there. And I'm just like, I, you know, wow, I'm playing on a stage, stage that Jesse Michaels played. Like, that's amazing. So I still totally geek out about stuff like that. Yeah, I same thing. I was thinking we I've never played Blue Lamp and we're playing Blue Lamp at the end of this month and it and that's like a place I'd seen uh Chuck Reagan and Yeah. Can't Frank Turner. I mean it was like this is probably all the same show, but still it's I mean, yeah, I mean any any time you get to play where you know, just the thought of playing the same place that people you admire play at is yeah. is pretty heavy for me. What do you, so what do you think about that? Oh, on the whole, like how how is Sacramento as a place to be playing in a punk band or two punk bands? Um, obviously, there were a couple of venues, all of these venues that sh- closed down. Um, I don't. Know, I I did. There's another Submerge article I did. Like whether that means something or whether this is just the sort of ebb and flow of things at all times. What what does Sacramento seem like? I mean, I feel like you know Sacramento right now. I think it's it's struggling with its uh, identity because you have a lot of you know its rent is is getting more and more expensive for people but there's also like you know also a lot of exciting stuff that's going on you know like a uh art street and stuff like that um but i mean musically it's it's tough i mean i was bummed uh, i i think i only played starlight once or twice but it was uh you know, it seemed like there was always people there, so I was surprised when it closed. Yeah. Um, I know that was a, a, kind of like a safe haven for a lot of metal bands. Um, but, I mean, it's like Cafe Colonial and the Cl- Colonial Complex, it's a saving grace for a lot of bands. And, uh, I mean, the fact that it's all ages, um, it's a place that, you know, we we love playing. I'm really happy it's there. Um, it's an amazing resource. Like we were talking earlier about, the sort of barrier of entry to getting started in that place is just yeah. key to that. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, for me personally, I think, you know, the more, you know, places where anybody can play music, the better. Um, so, you know, hopefully it's uh, Sacramento will make up for losing Naked Lounge and Starlight. Yeah. It's a good reminder when you look at that Lee Osh Sacramento Punch Punk, Punk Show's page and you think uh, of anything about what's going on, if there's anything slowing or struggling in any way, and it's like, if anything, there's there's not there's no such thing as too many shows, but there's a bunch of shows. There's always shows that you're having yeah. to choose between at, yeah. on any given night. And it's pretty impressive. Yeah, um, absolutely. One second. Pine Tree Gardens provides residential and day rehabilitation services to Yolo County adults suffering from serious mental illness. A member of the Turning Point Community Programs Group, Pine Tree Gardens works to help clients function successfully in the community with a focus on recovery, independence, empowerment, and self-sufficiency. Services include treatment planning, education and skills development, counseling, crisis intervention, peer support, and living assistance. For more information, contact Pine Tree Gardens at 530-758-4078. Well, we've reached our conclusion today right. of this show. <laughs> um, so Thursday at 8 at Blue Lamp. Thursday at 8 o'clock, Blue Lamp, you're going to get the Queers, you're going to get the Ataris, and you're going to get a goofy band called the Mulligans. Mm. That is very exciting. All right. Well, thanks so much for being on the show. I'm going to play out with um, textual criticism.